I was raised uh, in small town New Zealand um, by um, my mum and dad, Dennis and Wendy Thorne, who were uh, both um, teachers, and dad was a principal uh, by the time that I was born, and then he became an inspector of schools, um, and uh, and that basically meant that they were involved in, in working rural service, uh, so so we moved every three years. So I spent some time, I was born over here in uh, Paihiatua, uh, oh, yeah. where Dad was the principal of the small school in Mangamari. And uh, then we moved up to Waimana and spent some time in Tuhoi country. Uh, then we moved to the Hokianga and lived in Kohukohu. Geographically, that's well spread. Yeah, and Broadwood. Uh, and, uh, and back to Kohukohu and back to Waimana. Um, and then uh, Wairau on the east coast, and um, and then uh, Dad became an inspector, and uh, we moved to Hamilton. Because Dad's Māori. Uh, yeah, I fuck a papa through Dad and through his mum. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and and it's always been a personal choice. Um, he's always left it open for us to 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 look into that. What I remember from my childhood is Dad. Uh, Learning grace and karakia and uh, carrying cards um, for, because he was speaking on a mud eye somewhere and 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 him doing that and that's and that's what I've picked up on and learnt it that way. Well, you were, you lived in Māori communities, kohu kohu, Waimama. Yeah, absolutely, um, absolutely. Yeah. And I think um, it, it was never, it was always. Uh, known and always encouraged for us to explore our in our own way um, back, and uh, so uh, I've known my fucker papa um, ever since for as long as I can remember, and mm. and how I fucker papa through Mokinaho of Tiaroha, which is Nati Tumi Tumu, um, Hauraki. Utonga Puro, Rob, where did that? Um it started from studies from Matauranga, really. Yeah, I, I think um, it started. It, there's a chance that it may have started um, long before I was even here, um, and that's how I sort of see it. I, I sort of see that there's this is fulfilling something very deep within me that is older than than my 44 years on on this earth, um, and that's why there is that resonance there. That's why I, I, it's it's absorbed me rather than I've absorbed it. That that saying that it's bigger than both of us. Um, I think. Um, when I started learning about it, it suddenly blew up in a way where it was like there were things that needed to be done and it was kind of knocking on me and saying, you're the one to do this. Uh, if someone asked me, who am I? I'd say I'm a musician. I wouldn't necessarily say um, first that I'm a social anthropologist. I wouldn't necessarily say that I'm Māori. I might not even say that I'm Rob. I would say mm. I'm, I'm a musician. Um, and uh, But if you said that to me, I would say, oh, he plays in a band. Yeah, well, that's right. I, and, and I think um, that's where, it, like, it, there's a chance that it started with me on the back of my mum's bike <laughs> singing songs with her, you know. And uh, and I've always sung, and that's the kind of music that I've I've journeyed through and been bands and singing hard rock bands and punk bands and that kind of thing and learning about improv and uh and this this musical ethic uh or school of understanding which um i call free noise or the noise school of music which is this idea that uh there are no rules 
with music and uh, when you work with other musicians you can't tell them what to do and there is no right or wrong. So there is no box? No, there is no box and this is what uh, segued me into these musical instruments because there's a, there was, when I started back in 2000, 2001, there was a great deal of knowledge that has come to light in the last 13 years that wasn't uh, under the light at that time. I, I discovered that uh, that it was children. Uh, they they would bring me all different kinds of children. They knew I collected musical instruments from all around the world, and they would bring me. I found this at a um, at a, at a garage sale, Mister Thorne, and I thought of you. Um, wow. And I'd say, "Oh wow, awesome! What is it?" And I'd say, oh, "I don't know." <laughs> and I'd say, "They'd say, how do you play it?'" And I'd say, well, I don't know, how, how would you play it? And I'd say, I'd play it like this. And I'd play it. And I'd learn from them. Um, this is, uh, this, this short open-ended flute, uh, Ko'owo, is made from mahoi. Um, and the bore has been constructed using, uh, uh, was existing already in the tree trunk and was made by a, the grub of a moth, a puriri moth. And so the grub of the moth made that that hole was it wasn't drilled it was pre yeah it was it was bored by the grub yeah or the caterpillar for me this was a profound discovery because we we I, I found that this bore looked like a lot of bores that you see in Kuowo in museum collections it's dark and looks charred as if it's been burnt uh, when it was first fresh out of the tree trunk it smelt burnt and and still smells relatively burnt now. Mm. Um, it looks like it's been burnt, and uh, this is what propelled the, the research into other areas in regards to, oh, maybe they were about other things, not just about playing a flute. And in the process doing cross-cultural research, I discovered that moths uh, feature in a number of different cultures when it comes to flutes. What other cultures? Uh, there's South American cultures, um, Amazonian people that have moths involved in there in, in the, and, and I think often it's about uh, metamorphosis, it's about um, the flute and, and in the process also I discovered that the, the idea of a flute being magical um, pervades for, for human history for, for all time the, yeah. the idea that a, a flute is magic um, to the point where, you know, we have the Greeks um, and magical flutes. Moths are magical because they metamorphosize. Um, and, and magic is about metamorphosis. It's about um, using magic to change materiality or to change reality or to change ourselves. Was, that, was there a name to what you just played, Rob? No, uh, just, no, I was just no? jamming. Yeah, just, <laughs> just freestyle. So, um, you know, you mentioned the word, um, the fact that other cultures have the, the, the wooden flute in common with, with Māori culture, and you talked about the Amazon. You are heading to Peru. I am. I've got a friend that's um, there, and she's been there quite a bit, and uh and um, she she was there, and um, and the invitation was extended for me to come. 
Um, she's the people that she works with there um, are happy to have me there, and um, uh, I guess that that's why I'm going or how I'm going. Um, I think uh, you don't put yourself in these situations without maybe there being something deeper. I think um, I have ever since 1987 and Social Anthro 101. <laughs> You know, viewing those movies of the Amazon, and um, I mean, you know, the Amazon is kind of, you know, very much the, maybe the holy grail of social anthro. For a long time, have wanted to to go there. Um, hey, you know, even this whole idea of working with breath um, and the Amazon, uh, the lungs of the planet. I'm exploring this whole idea of the breath of the planet. So the connection um, with your visit, uh, will you be taking Taonga Puro to? I will be taking some um, yes. to to share, uh, and uh, and hope that they can share some of their their musical knowledge with me. I do know that uh, the people that I'm going to, they play the conch, um, even though they're miles from the sea, as is often the way. And they use the conch in ceremonies because the um, conch is a big shell. Yeah, and like um, the... I mean, you know, this is a, this one here is relatively big. The native conch, uh, the Aotearoa conch, um, is a relatively small one, a pink one. Um, and again, you know, um, the conch is uh, renowned globally as a spiritual instrument. It was one of the seven auspicious gifts given to Buddha when he was enlightened. Um, along with the, with the lotus flower and so on. Mm. Um, so there's uh, the Buddhists believe that uh, the conch expresses all of the sounds of the universe, not just the ones we hear. So when we play, when when they play the conch, they there is every sound in the universe being played out of that. Can we get a little example of the sure. putapara, Rob? <laughs> 